This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston, king of Rockets Twitter. This is Chucky Brown, former professional NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock, host of the Apollo Launchpad podcast and the legendary Rockets Twitter spaces. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Ah. Four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Summer State of Mind podcast, the podcast of dream shakes, step backs, and everything, and anything, Houston Rockets, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and the official podcast to fan-sided's Houston Rockets website, spacecityscoop.com, and I am your host, the GM, Justin Mira Bueno, the man, the myth, the legend, and beside me is my tag team partner, the king. The, I guess, the American nightmare to me being the Miz, I guess. My rival, Kenny, the commish. What's going on tonight, brother? Well, you're calling me a rival because of the fact that I gave you the setup to uh, do the intro and... And you knocked it out in one try. No, it was the it was it was it was the it was the last match knocked, we watched before we got to watch before we got it. to doing this. <laughs> he would call me. He called me the arrival. I should have been first. Seth Rollins. I don't want to be the Miz. What the fuck? I know. Why I'm the drip god. Him, yeah, why did you call yourself the Miz? I don't know. You can't even call yourself a drip god until you have some type of crazy zebra suit, two piece suit. I am. I, I, I am the opposite of drip. <laughs> I am parched style. Parched. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Parched, thirsty, thirsty. No, but I like that you didn't say thirsty. I like that you said a. Uh, I am not. I'm not thirsty like thirsty Twitter. Jesus. Thirsty, wow. <laughs> One and a half minute in already a Twitter reference. I already, I had to. Gotta, gotta, gotta say it for the people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. A great intro, by the way. I thought it was wonderful. It was nice, fantastic. First time you ever did it with the full monologue intro, like the way I usually do it. So you did very well. I, I give it a, a solid B. Solid B. I'll take room, what, I'll take always what room I can for improvement. Get. I'm just kidding. I will take what I can. Nah, get. it was a sol- it was a solid day. Nah, man, I'm doing all good. I'm all good over here. Just got you know, we just got finished through work. Long weekend. We had a big weekend. Absolutely, uh, fantastic weekend. And I kind of want to just go into that right now, at least to open the show uh, with the first topic. Obviously, uh, big time stuff that was happening from Friday all the way through Sunday. We had a Houston Rockets watch party, which we had shamelessly been plugging every episode <laughs> leading yeah, into it shamelessly plugging on instagram twitter there was a lot of um shameless promotion that we had to do and i don't care it comes with the territory when um you're trying to promote a party and what can i say it was um it was a very fun time let's i, I just want to uh, take the time to shout out first and foremost to uh, urban south brewery for hosting it giving us 
the shine and the time to bring rockets twitter together what an experience it was um shout out to our co-hosts jackson gatlin don knock and will like yo man it was wonderful to have them there with us and of course to our special guest paulo alves featuring two members of the um the supremes brad and zeke because they were a trio yeah, the, the vibes meteorologist himself was live man i i thought it was wonderful just to kind of get that whole atmosphere kind of together um if we hearken back to our first watch party the first watch party you know we were really chartering um it was uncharted territory. yeah uncharted territory of kind of like trying to figure out kind of navigating our way through like who could show up yeah and it's also like it was the ch- the first it was a nervous energy on our side because it was like okay who's gonna who's gonna follow us at this point because we're literally just we're we're still coming up we didn't know anybody at that moment we didn't know anybody we we had we just were, recorded we just, with Don we yep. had just recorded with Don back in that January and we had Roosh which luckily you were you were friends with him but really outside of that it was you know it was all tongue in cheek and it was like word of mouth of like hopefully you know you can get it to pop pop off and it did you know we were 100 plus strong but this time around we were kind of jumping off the fact that we did have you know people with with names and people that are known in the rockets community at least and they were able to help out and that's why we really appreciate appreciated them for being able to come through and in such a big way too i i have to say gm you know for the first time at least publicly saying we did eclipse the numbers from last Oh, the last watch so? party, yeah. yeah. So we clocked. I clocked our number at a little over 120. We were easily at least 150. I'd like to say closer to 170, 175 was probably the total amount from the six o'clock tip, from the six o'clock uh, pop off time till by the time we closed. So yeah, that's, one, that's awesome. Thank you. You know, like uh, shout out to everyone, right? I want shout outs to also our our uh, sponsors the people that also gave away the prizes mm-hmm. uh rush bowl was in the first quarter obviously uh second quarter was argyle league shouts to carlos who's just been with us from day one you know we're really appreciative to him uh third quarter urban south gave a gift card we were so appreciative appreciative of that and of course we had to give away one of our swag one of our shirts mm-hmm. it's becoming a point of like yeah we probably have to give away a shirt every watch party at this point and the fourth quarter you know was the big one that the gm was able to put together mania you know, yeah. shout outs to Kelvin, right? Shout yes, outs to shout Kelvin. To Kelvin for uh, um, putting together a nice little package for the Rockets fans. You know, I thought it was super cool. Um, we're very appreciative of you. Thank you so much. Um, I think it was just a amazing time. I'm just very humbled at the fact that people wanted to come out and hang out with us. Um, it was awesome, you know. Thank you guys for just coming out, hanging out at the brewery. I thought it was a fun time. It was really hype. It was a close game going into the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, the Rockets were right at the lip of the cup. And, you know, they were right at the jaws of victory. Did you, can you believe that if you saw the way that it had unfolded, mm-hmm. how, like, myself and J-Dub were like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I hope we don't win. Gosh, I hope we don't win. And, like, the, the, ex- the exuberance of cheers 
the people after that we lost. lost. Yeah, it was great. It's it like okay, was, uh, they all uh, mostly everyone here knows uh, the agenda that needs to be uh, yeah. the precedent that needs to be set that we needed to lose. And <sighs> I just kind of wanted to also expand upon what you were saying in terms of just getting that whole community together. You know, shout outs to Beamathug also. Uh, oh, shout outs to yeah. David Weiner. Shout outs to uh, Ben Dubose obviously for uh, po- for you know being able to show up. Those are like that's the cat you know on clutch fans that is uh <laughs> those are like that's this OGs, is yeah OGs, og clutch OGs. fans like i dude i remember you know when we were doing they were doing no layups with real roms and ollie and i always saw bima thug bima thug would always do a pod with uh dave hardesty and it was just kind of cool guy and getting to meet him in person yeah and uh, you called him the uh look we can say it on air right what'd you call because i think it's a compliment what you called him you called him mr incredible in human form oh yeah he is <laughs> dave looks like mr incredible human form he's just the, the he's just a jolly and friendliest man it's the friendliest yeah, compliment i think was, every anyone could ever receive he was <laughs> great conversation i'm glad he enjoyed the birria tacos he told me it was like justin if i don't like these i'm coming for you i'm like i'm i'm honestly i am frightened for my life do you know he at actually, this moment do you know he actually told me after he was like yeah so i told your brother this and he he literally he had took a napkin and he wiped it off and he was like Tell your brother he's safe. <laughs> I was like, oh man, too good. The, 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 you're, too you're, good. Everyone so, that's hearing this on the pod, that was the first time I heard that. Yeah, pure, pure, <laughs> unadulterated, unfiltered reaction here. Yes, that's but, exactly it. So obviously, you know, the watch party was such a success. You know, we were able to get Paolo up there and it was so fun to kind of engage in the Rockets Twitter community. And, you know, it was such a great jump off point to, from Paolo's weekend obviously um to get started at that point but if we move forward now we weren't with them saturday because obviously we had other stuff that we had to do but we went ahead and caught up with them sunday and sunday Mm -hmm. was a day Mm -hmm. sunday was a day to remember because stuff happened that we never even in a million years was ever think was gonna happen now granted you know we kind of know we we know to a degree we you know we met rafael stone already kind of but like to be able to well gm why don't you tell the people what what was happening I'll, like from your perspective and what you saw like bef- when they came in like what was happening oh man um honestly it was all like a whirlwind um to be honest like um from what i recall you and i were talking i was next to you i think we were i don't know who we were speaking to at the moment maybe don uh will or zeke i don't even remember mm. who we were with but we look up and we see Raphael Stone walk up. We see Felicia. And I lock eyes with Raph. I don't know if you did. And then, you know, he, I think he saw us and he recognized us. We're hoping. Raphael, if you're listening well, to this, we're hoping you recognize well, us. I, I, I think he did. <laughs> was when we, when I locked up, when I, I locked eyes with him, it was just kind of like a little nod of like, what's yeah. up, dude? Like, what's oh, up, yeah, man. cool. Yeah. So, because we had met him prior. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it locked on perfectly. We were, if, if I can clarify what you were saying too, because we were talking with Will, because Will literally goes, oh snap (laughs) and i'm like oh oh so you know everyone freaks out obviously then it becomes a a mad dash of like oh you know nice to meet you rafael stone blah blah blah. let's get pictures let's get pics yeah let's get that going and i think it just shows the power of rockets twitter the power of the rockets fan base Mm -hmm. and let's talk about the fact that all of this was happening this this transparency between ownership gm mm-hmm. you know to of the rockets organization to the to the to the mouth of the fan base straight yep. out you know yep. and imagine how amazing this is knowing the fact that we are a 20 win team let's 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 step back mm-hmm. let's step back and look at it let's not you know let's not microcosm let's macrocosm this whole thing yeah. dude 
We are a 20-win team. We are horrible. We were the worst team. Now, Grant, we're not, we weren't horrible. But we were the worst team in the league by far. And the one game separates us from Orlando. But at the end of the day, we were the worst team. The fact that these guys were able to come by, and not even just them, even if they didn't come by, it's it was the unity of this fan base, you mm. know. And we can't name everybody off the top of our heads. I unfortunately can't. I can shout out Ike because he stayed with us the whole time. Um, you know, I can sh- yeah, I can shout out everybody that came to that watch party that ended up following through. Cosmo, shouts Cosmo. Uh, shout outs to Ryan. Was it Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Shout outs to uh, Taylor. Taylor Pate. Taylor Pate. Another <laughs> another friend of ours. You know, mm-hmm. just all the people that listen to our podcast. Shout outs to Brian. We got to meet Brian for the first time. You know, he's one of the guys that's been kind of contacting us, and yeah. we've been in, you know talking to him on and off. And you know, we appreciated getting listen getting to uh, meet him as well. And then Wicked uh, Koi, Wicked Koi. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to you. So you know, we got to meet a, a lot of people, and yeah, Bob Smith. We got to sign Bob his jersey. Bob Smith. I can't believe you. We said this on air. There we go. Yeah, we autographed. <laughs> that was that was a cool feeling. Um, you can say that it w- wasn't a thing, but you know, like I thought it was a it was just a pleasure to meet people overall. You know, and um, it was it was awesome. You know, absolutely like, to just be completely enveloped in um, the community and being able to introduce ourselves to people that we haven't um, personally met, but even though we've interacted through um, you know Twitter threads. Even when we've been the minimal times we've been on spaces, group chats, you know, like it was just really cool to be able to put names to faces and just being able to hang out with everybody and kind of shoot the shit. It was just really cool. And also shout out to Reezy wearing the hat that he won. Ah, he won Friday. it. Friday, yeah. I told him I was like, bro, I didn't even realize that. You well, you didn't the realize that I realized it yeah, when I first saw him, yeah. and I was like, I was like, Reese, you wore it. And I was just was happy like, to see the guy. Yeah, had to rep it. He's like, he's like, he went like, he's like, ha, had to rep it, had to rep it. So you know, <laughs> I always uh, appreciate that. It's mm-hmm. you know when they really say, and when we blasted out that picture and it got viral on Twitter. The cool thing about it is, is that Will had stated that it was family, and really truly feels like this fan base from where it is now, mm-hmm. from being you know bottom of the barrel, from being the worst team, because by the time. We're contending. If everyone stays with the team, by the time we're contending, oh man, I'm just gonna say this, dude. Those parties, whatever watch parties that we have, or like Twitter halftime meetups, it's gonna at least double, maybe triple by mm-hmm. that point. So hop on it now, man, because once once we start really succeeding and actually start being playoff contenders, that's when the bandwagon's going to open up. And we're going to, you know, we're going to welcome everybody back. You know, we're going to welcome everybody back. All the Fairweather people, come on back. Come on back. We still love you. Come on back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few people in mind, but I'm not going to say you out loud. Come on back. (laughs) That's what we do. You know, I mean, you know, it's unfortunately when your team is losing, a lot of fans tend to not want to show up, but... Which is okay. I'm not blaming them. Absolutely, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to watch else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Luckily, we're just in a we're in the we're in a community that's that's looking at development. And then Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Alpi mm-hmm. is obviously like mm-hmm. the sole reason why we were watching because we just wanted to see the development of them. Yep. And Usman people love Garuba. KPJ. Oh, everyone loves Usman Garuba. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you two chuckle shuffled me. Okay, All right. I did. It's, it's the, okay. It's that type of episode. Okay, Jim, I got you. All right, we're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> All right, let me just ball up my fist real quick. Okay, so that was that was all well and good. Shout outs to Paulo once again, uh, terrific thing. If you guys got to also one more thing, KPRC Channel Two uh, was able to 
uh, film some stuff for Paulo. So if y'all haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. It's all over Rocket's Twitter. I think they, I think KPRC Channel Two also posted something regarding that, so you can check that out as well. Uh, the GM, I, I will say this, I will say this on air. The GM was interviewed and uh, unfortunately did not make air, but he did. Yeah. He was interviewed. My scene was on the was made it to the cutting room floor. Cutting room floor. It's as far man. as I got. It's, it's okay. okay. It's a de- you know what you know it's what okay. you know what, GM. It's the deleted scene that everyone asks for. Yeah, well, if if there's ever a demand for it, it's Tony uh, Stark and tweet. Tweet yeah. chance, guys. It's Tony Stark <laughs> meeting his older daughter. It's that. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's what we it's what the people need. So, but bottom line though, KPRC Channel Two was there, and uh, they had a great story regarding Paulo. And uh, if you really love the summit that much, we have like five seconds of footage at the watch party. So go ahead and enjoy that. But mostly mm-hmm. just uh, that's a good way to kind of chronicle the story. If you are listening to this episode and have no idea what we're talking about, you can actually go to that little that go to that segment by chance on channel two and i'll kind of give you a good idea of what had been transpiring over the past few weeks Mm -hmm. so gm let's move forward here uh before we before we go on our break i want to go on on one last segment and and what i want to talk about is just the houston rockets look we were 20 and 62 worst team in the nba can go no lower than five there you go (sighs) no lower than five justin we are guaranteed chet paolo Jabari, Jaden, Adrian Griffin, like no, not Adrian. Shade on sharp. Well, I'm or gonna shade go sh- on sharp. I'm gonna go shade on sharp. Wait, I just said Adrian Griffin. Is that it's AJ it? Griffin? AJ Griffin. Adrian Griffin. Jr. Adrian Griffin Jr. is another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have gotten to this point of like, it was the worst team. We were the worst team. But look, if we break it down, this team for what it was. Mm-hmm. We started off one and sixteen. If you want to chronicle along with with the summit and us at that point, we dubbed them. Could they? We didn't dub them. We just called them. Could they be the worst team in NBA history? Mm-hmm. The Rockets heard our episode and they strung off seven in a row. They heard it. They heard it and they were like, "Nope, no GM, no commish. We are not the worst team in NBA history." Boom, popped off with seven in a row. Mm-hmm. Then Jalen unfortunately goes down. KP goes down with injuries. Uh, takes us back. Jalen comes back around late December. You know, we're yeah. kind of trudging along. It was the first on-location episode was the day he came Exa- back. Exactly. At yeah. Indy. Yeah. And we're kind of just trudging along. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, once we kind of get to the February, March mark, well, mo- the whole month of March, Jalen just decides to just go absolutely ballistic. Yep. Averages 20-plus points the entire uh, month of March. Encapsulates itself in the final game of the season when we, we were there on a 40 41 piece mm-hmm. we got a 41 piece on Jalen Green to end the season Jeez Louise man 41 piece for the boy all McNuggets no ketchup he doesn't need a side of fries maybe a large coke and the yeah. 41 piece yeah like I'm telling you right now GM from my perspective anyways that when I people are gonna call this oh stat stuffing stat stuffing stat stuffing you're 20 and 62 mm-hmm. who cares yeah you know what I mean we wanted to see the development. We're getting the development. How did you feel when you got to see that 41 piece? Man, um, it was awesome. Like, to be honest with you, um, I was happy that when he came in at the six-minute mark, the, the rest of the team understood the agenda. Get Jalen the ball. Um, you Little know, flare screens to the top. There you go. It, you know, it. you saw KPJ was like, he took his shots here and there, but he understood the assignment. He was like, let's just get Jalen the ball. Let's see what he can do and see what he can get. And let's make it happen for him. You know, it's just to kind of cap off a very strong last six weeks for him and to finish his rookie year on such a high note. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what can we say? Kenny, every time we're in the building, he, has, he makes a career high. <laughs> 
I mean, I was waiting for you to say it. I knew you were going to say it at some point. Oh, man. It's just a we slight can... little humble brag. Just slight we, humble brag. We were there for three of them, right? Three of the three of the career. Or no, two. At least two for sure. Cause the, the Lakers, Lakers game for sure. Like, and um, I think, no, Wizards. The Wizards game. No, no, not the Wizards game. That was Wood. That was Wood. Um, we went to another game, and that game I cannot remember for the life of me. Was it the Kings? I don't remember. We, we've yeah. been to quite a few games. Might have um, been the Kings. Where he might, I don't he remember. He tied his career high. I don't think he beat it's it. It's that he had 33. Yeah, he had close. I don't remember. But, tied or gone to point under. But, like, every time we go, you know, Jalen pops off. I think the amount of points that we've been to combined, I mean, Jalen scored at least 100 altogether. That's insane. Since the month of March. Since the month, just since the month of March. Wow, yeah. you know, if you think about it. Yeah. And let's, you know, talk about the fact that We've won twenty. We've won twenty total games this entire season. GM, we've we've. Well, you saw one more than me. One more win than me. I don't me. know how many wins. I, I think saw. you saw five or six, which means I saw four, or five. I'm gonna say I, I think I saw five, and I think you saw six. I guess I this, have no idea. That's insane. That we. I think our record holds that right. I think my record holds like right at five hundred. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, we've been to so many games, but you know, it it was it was fun, and you know, like. And, and to to piggyback on the Jalen thing for last night's game, I just believe that from from what we've seen, his progression from the beginning of the season, from his first thirty point game against Boston, where he hit eight threes, you know, like mm-hmm. and to the way he's getting his shots now, like we've said, you know, the game is going to slow down for him eventually, and it's all going to click in his brain and just basically this 41 point game it kind of culminated in that i mean granted atlanta's defense was very weak in the last six minutes they know they had the game in hand but obviously jalen still has to make the bucket first and foremost um the man is a bucket yes exactly i mean during his interview he does he said what he believed and i believe him that man whatever he says is gospel in my eyes absolutely (laughs) and i you know i from expanding from what we were just talking about even so i just looked at their record they they won eleven games at home. Really? They won eleven games at home. So we've we've we saw half, at least half. Well, hey that's man, insane. I'm I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, that's that's amazing mm-hmm. that we got to that we just happened to see that. Oh, yeah. And Chronicle big wins, obviously. You know, we, we saw the win against Brooklyn. I got mm-hmm. to see the win against Memphis. Um, the no, when they were the number two seed at the time. Yeah. You know, obviously we saw the Lakers, the overtime win, big time, probably the biggest win of the season. Just a lot of great, a lot of great games, man. The good game against the Wizards, man. The Christian Woods pop off game. Shout out to Will Bias. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was a great crazy. game. We were part so of it. So many, so many great moments. Like yeah. just and yeah. to know that we were kind of a part of that. Mm-hmm. We were kind of easily probably the most attended games we've ever had in a season, hands down. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's nice when the team isn't very good. Um, <laughs> Makes tickets attainable. <laughs> yeah, tickets are attainable. You know, and that that that's okay. And like you know, and, and the thing about it. It's like this. It's so much more rewarding when you start from the beginning and the ground up. Like, remember, Kenny, um, we were watching the Astros when they sucked, when they tore it all down, when they got to the new jerseys, like the jerseys that they're wearing currently now. Like, we were there when, was it, when Springer debuted. We were there when John Singleton debuted. We attended a homestand very soon after Carlos Correa had debuted. Like, we saw all of these. We were there uh, when Bregman hit his first ever home run. You know? Yes, yes, like, that's right. We yeah, were back there. In 2016. And yeah. let me tell you, like, there's nothing more rewarding than to, to see your guys, your home team grow. So with us, it's just us buying in and appreciating what's happening at the moment, cherishing it, and understanding that it is a process. And 
if we do what we're supposed to do and everything goes according to plan, we'll be right back where we were, you know, and maybe even better, you know, with the way Jalen has progressed, who knows how he's going to be next year in year three or even year four. Like I'm expecting to have a complete stud, not just an all-star, a complete superstar in Houston. And that's all you need in order to compete in this league. You got to have one game changer and, after that, you take the roll of the dice and figure out how to build around the guy. And this season has been <laughs> extremely rewarding. There have been times where it's been super duper frustrating to watch the team, but overall, man, like this is the most fun losing season I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh no, hands hands down. And I think it's what's really cool is even if you listen towards the exit the exit interviews, mm-hmm. and I thought what was really cool is when Raphael Stone said we actually, you know, we can we have the capabilities of making a big splash in the offseason. Like, mm-hmm. we have, you know, you like you always, like you said, you know, quoting Roosh, you had the hard and stimulus package to work with, tons of assets to work with. Mm-hmm. And I've always told people that have asked me, like, you know, who, you know, we can draft here, draft there. And I was like, at the end of the day, these Rockets are not, all these picks will not be used. Mm-hmm. They will be traded. Yeah. And some, all the picks, all the swaps, they will be traded. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And Raphael Stone, if... If if some if you can get somebody or if you can maybe cash in picks and get more picks, you know that that could happen mm-hmm. too. But if you could cash it in on a, on a disgruntled, you know, star. Now, granted, that's a little you know it's a little quick to pull the trigger on that, in my opinion, yeah. um, on a rebuild. But when you have that capability to actually do that and say that, and you have the capability of having those assets to kind of push you into that forefront of maybe being vying for a play in next year. Um, you have to look at all the all the angles of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to be in the Wembenyama uh, sweepstakes? Yeah, I want to be in the Wemby sweepstakes. Don't get me wrong; I got love. I I think Wemby's going to be a generational talent, but and Scoot Henderson and Scoot Henderson, just because his name is Scoot. But um, I just love the fact that this team knows what they need to do. I mean, for God's sakes, like when we talked, you know, we can put this on air. We talked to Patrick. Patrick said he was like, we, this is all set for us to win a title. That is the goal. He told us that. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. Ultimately, he wants the city to win a title. Like I can't, when, when they say stuff like that, you know, and they made, they're making the right picks and they're believing in the system that they're running and knowing Mm -hmm. that they're going to, they can get us there. It puts belief Mm -hmm. through us as a fan base to try to make sure that we can understand that that is ultimately going to be the end goal for them. So I'm all for it, man. At the end of the day, we're going to see what happens during this off season. There's going to be tons and tons of tons of off season talk as we move forward here. All right, y'all let's move on. But before we do, we need to give a quick ad break from one of our awesome sponsors. Give us one moment and we will be right back. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. What's up, world? It's your boy, Vaughn Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player, and you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Summit State of Mind podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And, you know, like we were just talking about everything that had just occurred 
um, watch party final game on Sunday. But Kenny, are we going to piggyback off of that? Well, you, you know? well, no, yeah, that, that was a good, well. First of all, it was a great, great segue back from the uh, back from the break. Yes, back from the break it was good stuff. Good stuff, GM as Thank always. You. Um, yeah, man. So like like what you were saying, we were talking about so many different things, and we were talking about the season um, as a whole, talking about some of the top games that we were able to attend. And I kind of wanted to. I think it would be so fun for us and for this episode and for the listeners that listen to us that if we do a uh, a summit presents for the first time ever. An end of a season award show. Yes. End of season awards. I'm show. so excited. I promise I will not make any terrible jokes like Chris Rock. So please don't slap me, Will Jeez, Smith. Jeez Louise. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't help it. That was man. It's still fresh. Too so easy. Kind, it's so too kind, easy. So I kind of, I kind of, I kind of ooped that to you, Chris Paul style, didn't I? I just kind of, kind of just, I kind of just laid that for you, and you just kind of ha da. I mean, you could have just tapped it ever so lightly to the rim, but you decided to mamma jamma it. I had, to, I had to had to do it like DeAndre Jordan Jeez was, Louise. you know, monstrous. Clink off the rim like Game Seven. Oh, don't don't let's not. But DeAndre that was a good Jordan? thing for us. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> but I was, like, I'm, I was embarrassed for him. It was oh, it no, was I didn't think nearly I cringy, bro. I don't care. It man. was cringy. I wanted to get through. I wanted to get past him. I didn't give a crap what what it was. What oh, was I mean, of course, what was ensuing? Know. I was like, I laughed. I was like, I just, ah, I just serves felt, you right. I felt bad for the guy. No, nah, I didn't. Serves you right, Lob City. Okay, so GM, let's let's do this uh, in real time. Oh, oh, end of the year. Award ceremony presented by the Some State of uh, Mind podcast, and I oh. think it would be so fun, you know, for you and me to kind of do that. And mm-hmm. the way I, the way I did this, and our listeners uh, that are listening to us, you are more than welcome to join us. Uh, you, if you can get on Twitter, if you want to get on Twitter, or on Instagram, even uh, wherever you follow us, mm-hmm. uh, as we jot down this list. Give us your list, you know. We I want to know what y'all think. And the GM, this is in this is in real time. He has no idea what the the who I'm gonna give. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I made these ones up, but I didn't even. I mean, they're pretty basic. This is straightforward. This is NBA award ceremony. So you're looking mm-hmm. at like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, stuff like that. Yeah. So <laughs> first and foremost, GM, for the season, for the season, who is your MVP? Okay. Before I answer this question, I'm just gonna let the let the listeners in on a little something i have no idea uh, what the awards are i'm coming into this just as blind as you guys are i, I, so I yeah i said that just a heads up yeah so for me my mvp is don't worry because it's a different answer from when we had that interview with with jackson and don jalen green i gotta oh, yeah. go jalen green and let me tell you why um, I'm not going to say it's because of impact over the whole season. I'm going to say because he's shown that he is going to be the guy. And that's more important than any performance that any individual did this year. So it's got to be Jalen. Mm. Like this is going to be this is this first MVP award is, uh, you know, almost going to be the future lifetime achievement. award. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Well, you know what, GM, I got I got to go with you there. Um, for me, it's definitely it's got to be Jalen Green. I just mm-hmm. don't realistically see anybody else. You know, I, I you could maybe put Jacob into that category because of the fact that he was such a surprise. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking at it like at the end of the day, I don't think anyone had a mad consistent 
season. I think mm-hmm. everyone had their ups and everyone had their downs. Yeah. KP definitely had his ups and his downs. You know, you just go down the roster. Mm-hmm. Jay Sean had his ups and his downs. Wood definitely had his ups and his downs. Gordon wasn't healthy throughout the whole year. It's like, how can you put on anyone else? And Jalen Green just he he always had highlight plays, and I think he I think even him not even being having great games like at the before All Star break like I think he only averaged like fourteen points a game. Yeah. Even then, like his defense was already far ahead than yeah. more, more farther ahead. Mm-hmm. So the fact that mm-hmm. he was able to kind of kind of show his ability to be a two way talent was mm-hmm. more than enough for me. That by the time he was popped off, he ended up being exactly what we what we thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. and then some, and a bag of potato chips. So like for me, absolutely MVP Jalen Green, hands down. I'm happy we're in agreement there. This is where things get a little tricky. Things get a little sticky. So I have to ask you right now, mm-hmm. defensive player of the year. Ooh. For the Houston Rockets, this is hard, man, because we were the worst defensive team in the league. So yeah, this, absolutely. Is, we this is where it gets a little, a little dicey for you, my man. I got a few names that I think mm. you could pick, but oh man, this is a very difficult yeah. um, decision. To be honest with you, um, excuse me. To me, it's between two players. Well, yeah, let's go two players. I I, I would put Jalen as a me... as a third. Okay. But I'm going to go either with K.J. Martin or Deshaun Tate as the two top defenders, in my opinion. I don't know about if Garrison Matthews' charges that he had drawn qualify, you know, or <laughs> we can put who's the laziest defender. <laughs> I mean, we can put defending on effort, Kevin Porter Jr. effort, but he wasn't he wasn't a great defender either. Give me one. Give me one. You got to pick one. Oh, man. I got to go... Oh, man. I'm going to go KJ Martin, man. His highlight blocks, um, the impact he made on the help defensive side when Tate was Tate was out. A lot of the things that he did, he did a lot of small things on the court defending, you know, even like in the LA game, he took on upon himself the assignment of guarding a LeBron James. Like that says a lot about who he is and what he brings to the table and the trust that they have in him, not just to guard the post, cover the weak side, but also to cover probably one of the most top generational talents of all time. So um, I'm going to have to go with KJ, in my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the choice of KJ, and, and I think we can agree at that point that we were kind of you know do- tossing it up between the two. And I totally see the standpoint of KJ, especially as the season started uh, progressing. He just got stronger and stronger, and yeah. even at uh, at a point where he was making a case that he should be a starter. Yep. And ultimately, I think that's definitely going to be something that they're going to look into in the future. But if we're talking about now, defensive player of the year for me, it's always going to be Jay Sean. At the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's got to be Jay Sean Tate. Just based based on the fact that he always takes on it's either him or KP. They will take on the best um, player. Uh, you know, whether it, uh, well, Jay Sean is specifically, even if it's a big, mm-hmm. like he'll take on the best big kind of to cover woods behind from time to time. Yeah, of course. And we've been to enough of the games where um, I see him barking. I see him trying to communicate. I see him trying to make sure that everyone's in their proper spots, kind of to make sure that if there's any switches that needs to be made, he's the one kind of barking that the switch, making sure that they're staying, um, the ability to kind of move side to side laterally to be able to stay with at the hip pocket of whether it's a point guard or, or a shooting guard or even a small forward. Yeah. Yeah. The limberness of the body to be able to contort and stay with them. Mm -hmm. He's just such a, you know, he kind of had an up and down season, 
But the one thing I never have to question with Jay Sean Tate is two things. It's his hustle and it's his defense. Mm-hmm. And even though like this is a very dicey award to give because we were a terribly defensive team this year, yeah, yeah, at the absolutely. end of the day, Jay Sean is always going to lay – every time he laces up those shoes, he's going to give you 100%, 110% on effort and 110% mm-hmm. on defense. And you see that night in and night out. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, he earned his right, especially that OKC game that we, we were able to beat them in OKC, and he just had the game of his life. He had yeah. crucial defensive stops, and he definitely – my his, birthday yeah 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 mm-hmm. and he definitely earned it so for me it's jay sean tate uh i want to i'm curious to know what the people think that's definitely a question that i think can 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 divide yeah. some people Ab- so i'm definitely curious to see what Ab- other absolutely people say. i mean i believe that honestly i think that you picked the right guy if we go dig deep into the numbers plus minus and everything like that i promise you kj is probably worse <laughs> oh yeah no but like you but, based on what you thought especially like dude, yeah I just, that's like, based on what i seen. yeah like you didn't know i didn't i, know. I, I didn't, I, didn't I, dig I, deep. I made the list i mm-hmm. made the list and i and i to 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 keep this equal, I didn't want to look at stats. I was like, let me keep this equal with the GM. I don't want to think about it. I made the list and I just kind of like set it and forget mm-hmm. it, and I yeah. kind of just forgot yeah. about it. So that yeah. way, you know, we're in even playing field here. Even though I made the list up, I didn't I didn't think about it too hard. Mm-hmm. So that's defensive player of the year. Here we go. This is where it kind of gets fun, GM. Moving on to the next award, MIP baby, most improved player. Now, granted, mm-hmm. people may think, okay, from your from yeah, maybe from last year, right? No. I'll even say this, MIP from beginning of the year, from where they were in the beginning, because we have so many rookies. Mm-hmm. So I, I would even say from beginning of the year to how they progress to later in the season yeah. or even middle of the season and how they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that. So MIP can be a multitude of things mm-hmm. because we just have too many young players. I can't mm-hmm. just say like, oh, KP was, you know what I mean, or Christian yeah. Wood yeah. or Eric Gordon. That's like neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So who is your most improved player this season? Oh, man, this is gonna this is going to be... Hard to boot, but if we're gonna be, <laughs> oh man, I, honestly, it's between two guys on this team, and it's the sexy boys backcourt between man. KPJ and Jalen Green. Um, maybe my pick will be controversial, um, because as easy as it is to say that Jalen Green improved from the beginning of the season to the end, um, I'm gonna have to go with KPJ a little bit. Because KPJ improved in all facets of his game in the sense of what he brought to the table. From the beginning of the season, he looked like he looked lost, completely lost running an offense to where he is shades better than what he was to start the year. And the point guard position is the hardest position to learn in the NBA. There's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of process, a lot that goes on in a brain. You're the quarterback of the team. And... I'm not saying that he is the point guard of the future, but I do believe that he the improvements that he made are leaps and bounds of what he made f- from what he started from to now. Yeah. And, you know, you can see that he is capable of running an offense. The question is is he capable of running an elite offense that can lead to a championship? Like there there's no question in my mind that he can play the point guard position. He can play the point guard position, but the question is does he fit? But that's neither here nor there. I'm here to glorify his improvements and what he brought to the table. His reads and his feel of play, the way he settled down, and his decision making. Mm-hmm. He, I think he did a great job of figuring it out to an extent, the feel of the game, and to feel it out. Granted, there were times he tended to force a little too much. But that's all a learning process. That's all a curve. So 
I'm going to give it to him. And I honestly believe that this opinion is going to be very controversial with a few people and other people might glorify it. But um, I want to give the guy credit. And let's be real. If you've listened to our podcast, I'm not a stan for KPJ, but I root for players to do well. Mm-hmm. If you're in a Rockets uniform. So I want him to perform. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of him, I want him to perform. So I think that he is MIP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you in terms of that uh, KP because I was the, I was going back and forth because of the fact that well because I was thinking at first I was like okay could it be Josh Christopher because Josh Christopher wasn't even playing mm-hmm. like he was in the G League yeah and he kind of like entrenched himself like he kind of forced the hand of Silas of like you have to play me because I'm gonna put forth the effort I'm a hooper mm-hmm. and like he definitely put himself at the forefront. Then I thought about, uh, you know, Shangun also is another one because his minutes started slowly increasing as the season progressed. But he was always kind of consistent, you know, mm-hmm. just consistent to a degree for the most part. You always got a highlight package of passing or something or or a, or a meme face. Mm-hmm. But man, I think for me, just because of his post All Star, because of post All Star break, and I don't think he got it. I mean, I I know he gets love, but I don't think he gets enough love for it. I think I'm gonna go MIP with KJ. I think I gotta go KJ Martin. His his shooting his shooting percentage went up significantly post All Star oh, break. Absolutely, absolutely. It went up mm-hmm. like three point shot. It, like, he got he became so good mm-hmm. that people were har- you know har- harping that he deserved a starting spot, whether mm-hmm. it be in place of Garrison or Jay Sean. But mm-hmm. he deserved to uh, have a starting spot. And yeah. the fact that we're that in those later stages of the season, the last what 15, 20 games of the season, and people wanted him to start shows the progression from where he was at the start of the season. Start of the season, he did you know decently. He did okay. Like he yeah. did exactly what he needed to do. You know what he was going to do? He was going to block. He was going to yeah. be athletic. Like he does this thing there. But mm-hmm. slowly, as the season started progressing, you started seeing that he wasn't just a highlight reel. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. he was more. He had more of the fundamentals down defensively. Able to stay in front. Yeah. Able to handle switches. Mm-hmm. Um, able to increase his three point percentage there was a period of time where he was averaging 45 to 48 percent post all-star break from the three-point line obviously he started dipping towards the latter stage of the season Mm -hmm. but ultimately he just continued to get stronger so ultimately um i'm I'm totally with you in terms of kp i have no disagreement there but i think from my perspective i would have to go um i have to go kj martin if only garuba had one signature game i was just gonna be like yep Usman Garuba, MIP. You, you called it. You don't, called it. Don't don't um, tell me twice. Multiple times. You know what? And, and I think it's just come to the fact that uh, Garuba, he he know, he's a smart man. Um, he obviously, like Kevin Owens said, Kevin Owens was working with an injury um, at WrestleMania. So uh, Garuba's working with an injury. So you know he did. He's saving his best for next season. And he even said he's like, I want to play in the summer league team. You know what? That's my guy. No no days off. Just like just like this podcast, yeah. Usman Garuba takes no days off. He's ready to keep going, ready to keep formulating. <laughs> so you know what? He's not gonna he's not gonna get MIP this year. He's not gonna get MVP this year. Mm-hmm. But all bets are off next year. Garuba, I still believe in you. You are the man. There you so, go. So I like your confidence, Kenny. Let's move on here. In regards from most improved, let's go on to the next uh, award GM. Let's talk about the sixth man, sixth mm. man of sixth man of the year. Six so, man, or are we doing best bench player? Because I don't. I think. I, think, I, think uh, I mean, I'm just calling it six man. I'm going based on the NBA awards, just because that's okay. what it says. So six man is basically the best bench player. So you know what I mean. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be. Six man is basically the best. Minutes, yeah, best bench know? player off the bench. So. Oh man. You know, this is not the NBA making the rule. This is us. So mm-hmm. I'm just calling it six man of the year. GM, six man of the year, uh, best player off the bench for our Houston Rockets. 
Oh, man. <laughs> do, are, do you want me to go first? I'll give you mine right pickle. now. You go first. I've okay, been going first I'll, the whole time. I'll gladly, I'll gladly go first on this one because he does. this man deserves his flowers. Usman Garuba. Oh, I'm just kidding. But um, oh the man who deserves his flowers, Josh Christopher. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Hands down mm-hmm. is sixth man of the year. The man, like, even when I talked about, like, earlier when we were talking about MIP, the man forced the hand of Silas. Yeah. Based on the fact that I he was more fundamentally sound than we mm-hmm. initially thought. Shoutouts to Devin, a.k.a., by the way, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. the gentleman, because he called it out from day one. He said, Josh Christopher. He said, remember the name. Mm-hmm. Josh Christopher. He said this dating back to, you know, after the right after the draft. So, yep. oh, no, even before. No, before the draft, Before too. the draft. He said, look at Josh Christopher. Be ready, because mm-hmm. this guy is a name. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you now, like, the way that I saw it, he has he has the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's a hooper. Mm-hmm. He forced the hand of Silas from energy straight out of the gate. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play basketball. He is in your words and your in your words. I'm taking your words. George Springer of the team. He was kind of the energizer bunny. Kind of like yeah. no matter what, whether he's playing, he's off on the bench. He's playing uh, 30 minutes a game to zero minutes a game. Yeah. DNPs. He will root for the team regardless and every time josh christopher steps on the court mm-hmm. whether it be starting off the bench and 90 percent of the time it was off the bench he looked to make an impact and did he struggle absolutely he struggled are there probably better options there's better options of mm-hmm. course but for me in my opinion from from what i saw out of all 82 games especially the games that josh christopher played mm-hmm. he deserves that role of being the sixth man of the year because the team changed the you can tell to a degree the culture change even if it was a slight change when josh christopher uh started uh, when he graduated from the g league ever so quickly and mm-hmm. he stepped foot onto a rockets uh, uniform yeah. yeah so but that that's my that's my choice what about you oh man this is a, this is a tough answer because i believe that two of the guys that i extremely love off the bench were both very very productive in their time but you know i understand why you pick josh but i'm gonna have to go with my man al p al perin shangun and the impact that he made off the bench was that he brought a completely different look and this is not a shade on josh christopher um josh christopher is the energizer but i do believe that al p made a bigger impact based on his talent and what he brings to the table and when he did run the offense as the main guy when he came off the bench there were a lot of good decisions that were being made and you could see that the guys learned how to play with lp um with the way his decision making in the post you can see that everyone was cutting harder every time lp had the ball because they knew that if they made the right decision and they were able to get open, he will find them. And I just believe that his overall impact and his swagger brings an attitude. And it's the same with Josh Christopher. Like, they both have a very similar um, energy that is very contagious when you play alongside a player like that. So when it pertains to Alpee, I just believe that his overall impact was a bit bigger and impact more impactful than mm-hmm. a Josh Christopher. And trust me, I'm a Josh Christopher guy, but Alperin Shangun always will be my man. I, you always picked him, though. I mean, that was your guy, you know, during the draft. So yep, yeah, it's very true. Okay, I like. Uh, I respect the choice. Uh, I mean, it was going to be a 
toss up. I mean, you can even throw KJ in that mix. And I'm sure there are people that will be like, yo, man, KJ Martin is sixth man of the year. And, and yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like to spread the love properly. Don't want to give KJ too much love. He's already earned two awards from us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I completely uh, agree on your sentiment in terms of LP. Uh, for, my, for myself, it's Josh Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the last uh, part last award to give out and this is going to be the fun one and this is where will stops being our friend um <laughs> disappointment of the year oh d-o-y ha <sighs> disappointment of the year you can go first here nah come on man you can't put me on the spot like my that. disappointment of the year do you really want to know my disappointment yeah of the year? go ahead go ahead it's not a player oh steven silas okay go ahead go ahead um geez based on what i saw um based on this personnel and what he was trying to run was a heavy isocentric offense with a Kevin Porter Jr. running the show or alternating it with a Jalen Green. The system that he ran is not a system that I believe is very suitable for our players. Mm-hmm. And that is why he is the biggest disappointment because I thought I still want to believe that he is an offensive genius. But the thing was he's trying to run the same exact offense with a Kevin Porter Jr., that was extremely successful with a Luka Doncic. You're not going to get the same results. And as a head coach and as someone with as much experience as he has as a player development guy, you would think that he'd have more up his sleeve when it pertains to the offense. So in my opinion, it's not the players. I'm the most disappointed in Steven Silas for not getting the most out of players like a Kevin Porter Jr., a Jalen Green, a Christian Wood even because you know when you get players trying to play outside of their element like let's not deny that Kevin Porter Jr. is playing outside of his element either Jalen Green not as ball dominant as he is accustomed to Christian Wood being allowed to do whatever the hell he wants Mm -hmm. when he's probably a lot more better setting screens despite how weak they look and you know playing more so off the ball as opposed to being point forward that's why in my eyes I had high hopes for Silas. That's mm-hmm. why, to me, he is the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. And its I don't want to knock him, but I do believe that maybe there's some form of stubbornness there. There's some form of growth there. This is his first full year as a coach that he has the same players. Last year, he was intending to coach James Harden and Christian Wood and John Wall. So it's a completely yeah. different world now. So that's why I believe we can still give him next year. Let's see if he adjusts his um, system. Yeah, yeah. Based on the players. Yeah, you know, and even I'll, I'll to co- I'll combat your point to a degree. Just just saying, like there was just so many question marks going into this season as a whole. Imagine Silas last year, the year before, was already given such a tough platter to work with. Yeah. You're talking about this year. Now this year, uh, you can conv- you tried converting a guy who was never a point guard uh, mm-hmm. to try to make him into a point guard. Also navigating yeah. the waters of getting John, you know, of, of the John Wall situation mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, and containing the egos of these players that Christian Wood is. Yeah, Christian Eric Wood, Gordon. Eric Gordon to a yeah. degree mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not disagreeing with you in terms of Steven Silas. I. I totally agree with you 100% in terms of what he needs to do that's better. Absolutely. But I'll also say this on the other side of the coin is that it's just a lot for a coach and a second-year head coach as well. Mm-hmm. It's put a lot on his plate regarding that, especially when they got Tyson. It kind of feel like it tied his hands up because mm-hmm. you had LP as well. So yeah. you had like three bigs to work with. And it's not the Cleveland Cavaliers, unfortunately, and it, you don't have 
crazy athleticism on all three positions, so it's hard to make it work. Yeah. Um, it's just something that ultimately just didn't work out, and I, I know that you know for a lot of people that that knock Silas, he's gonna get next year to work with. And this next year, by far, will be the least question marks. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. You know, so he knows what he has now. This is year three. Mm -hmm. And uh, no excuses at this point. But I'm not excusing him now either. Yeah. Like you said, he definitely could have done a lot better. So I do agree with your point there. Um, This is going to shock some people. Disappointment of the year for me. Um, I've, you know, could me and the GM have said Christian Wood? Yeah. Of course, is ninety percent of the fan base going to say Christian Wood as do as the uh, DOP disappointment of the year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to say that. No, uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to keep it real because of the fact that I love this player so much. Um, my disappointment of the year is Usman Garuba. Uh, that's why it's 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 Man, apparent. That is real. It's apparent. That is it's so apparent real. Finger, finger finger wagging at his child of like, man, I expect better from you because mm-hmm. I know you. You're so much better. You know, and that's the thing. Like, Usman Gruba, you know, it's just such tough luck. You know, he yeah. was out of sh- he was just out of shape because of the injuries that he had. So many setbacks he had during the season. Yep. But even then, even when he kind of wasn't, even though when he wasn't injured, there was just no significant impact that he made. And, and, and I always made jokes of, and I always, not made jokes, but I was always like trying to push the Usman Gruba agenda. And ultimately, we never even got a signature game. And I, and, and I think, honestly, if he had at least one signature game this season, yeah. I wouldn't have put... The D, I wouldn't have put the DOP on him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I thought I was going to see more. Just, that, even if it's just slightly. That is very fair. I got to keep it real. You had expectations. I, I don't did think expe- any people I did. did. You know what? D- to be honest, For man, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this, man. Carlos Correa is my favorite Major League Baseball player since Jeff Bagwell. Mm-hmm. W- were there years where Correa disappointed me in the season? Absolutely. Did I call mm-hmm. him out for it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The back injury, you know, the massage injury, absolutely. Cracked ribs, absolutely. Like, I'll call him out. I'll call him as I see it. But, you know, I'm only telling him that uh, the only reason why I'm saying this about Usman Gruba is because I know what he's capable of. I know his ceiling. He's good. He's yeah. really talented. He in, in a system where he's in shape, where he's in shape, his athleticism is, is better, he had a full year under his belt to understand the NBA and its system and the speed that it that gets played in, the athleticism that it gets played in. Mm-hmm. He can put himself in better positioning now because he knows what, what's going to come. Yeah. Keep himself healthy. Stay in shape. And that's the key. He has to stay in shape. If he stays in shape, he's not going to get injured. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. He has to stay in shape. He has to dedicate. He has to go into the to the gym, mm-hmm. continue to work. Because I believe, in my opinion, we, we had drafted Usman Gruba. He has very shades of... And he can hit the three ball. That's why I compared him to Draymond to a degree. Mm-hmm. I did, and a lot of people scoffed. I still think he's capable of being a Draymond Green light. Because yeah. maybe he doesn't bark orders like Draymond. Yeah. He doesn't have the attitude, the dog of Draymond. Yeah. But he's definitely a dog to a degree. Mm-hmm. So, so Twitter, don't freak out. Anyone that's listening, don't freak out. <laughs> I'm just giving it as it is. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, every time I talk down to somebody, they always end up turning up. So... I fully expect this is a big uh, psycholog- reverse psychological warfare I got going on just to make sure that Usman breaks out next year. So the Usman agenda does continue to get pushed whether y'all like it or not. So GM, that caps it off. End of the season awards. That was... That was cool. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I really want I wonder if Twitter's going to agree. Uh, I mean... We'll, f- we'll find out. You know, we'll, we'll, we can, we can, I, can, I can drop the polls. I can drop the polls and see. 
you know yeah. if they can drop other and they'll drop your comments below and we can definitely see what they're doing there and yeah man i'm just curious to see what anyone else thinks uh like i said if you want to go down the list of the uh end of the year award show with uh the some state of mind uh on the houston rockets we got mvp defensive player of the year most improved player of the year six man of the year and you know just for fun we added disappointment of the year just because <laughs> i thought that would have been fun yeah so gm you you wowed me on a few Steven Silas, I did not think about that, but you actually made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, from my, my opinion, by the way, executive of the year, Raphael Stone, hands down. Easily. 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 He's a, he's, he is the people's champ. He's a man of the people. He certainly he is. is. Him and Patrick Fertitta, they're men of the people right there. There you go. Them's my peeps. We've seen and, it. And shout out to Felicia Stone, by the way. She, she, you know what she's, you know what she told me? I told her, I was like, you're, you're, you're like the mom of the team. And she's like, no. She's like, no. She's like, no, I'm too young. She was like. I'll be sister. And I was like, right, you know what? You are the sister. I was like, you are the cool. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, Felicia, you're the cool auntie. She was like, yo, I'll take that. I'm the cool auntie. So you heard it here first. Felicia said she thumbs up that she gave it through. She's the-, the cool auntie of the Houston Rockets. Let's go. The approval of the woman herself, Felicia Stone. She cool was auntie. Cool, 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 uh, yeah, cool Felicia auntie right there. So there you, go. you heard it here first. She was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to find a way to get that. Her, I got to find a way to make that her ad. I got to find a way to get, get get that out there. So if you are <laughs> listening to this, let's go ahead and pump that out and try to see if we can get that going. But uh, she, she totally approved it, by the way. So, yeah, uh, GM, you know, I, I didn't want we, we when we wanted to do this episode, I didn't want to go super in depth, kind of like on the end of the year. You know, we're gonna that we can spend that time in the future because we still have to digest the season and mm-hmm. go back on some things. But I definitely at least wanted to make this episode fun in regards to, um, because the fact that you know we had the watch party, we had Paolo come into town, uh, we had such an eventful weekend, and on top mm-hmm. of that, and I think that with the end with it being the end of the year, you know, yeah. we got to do the award show, and I think mm-hmm. that'd be something fun for us to do as yeah, well for as sure. the since sure. it's you know it's just you and me, the hosts, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, GM, I want you to. Um, I don't. Before we sign off, uh, tell the people, man. Like you know, we have off, this is off season, but I want you to to let, tell the people what do we do during off season? Do we take breaks? Do we? You know, is there any any? T- you know, do we take breaks in between? Is there any week matter of weeks like where we? Oh, we're gonna take a couple weeks off here and there. Mm-hmm. Tell the people what we do during off season usually. No breaks here. We just put our foot on the gas and we just go full speed ahead. No, sorry, I, I'm not gonna do the sound effect. Yeah, there you go. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we use diesel gas. We're very good to the earth. Oh, well, actually, I don't know if that's. I don't it's know if opposite. that's. Yeah. Um. But yes, we will be definitely shilling out more content. We have ideas for what we want to do in regards to other stuff. Obviously, we're gonna focus with the draft, and then when free agency comes, we will talk about free agency. But, you know, in other things, we will have other ideas. Like, we will definitely go back to Rocket Spectives. We have some years that we do want to talk about. We have guests that we definitely want to bring in now, considering it is off-season. Can you believe this? We have a list. Yeah, it's a little humbling. We've earned this. Mm -hmm. We have a list of guests. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have some wonderful ideas. Now it's just a matter of execution. Let's see. That's what we do, man. We will make it happen. No, Um, we we always do. Absolutely. Um, You know, we're just... We're just very excited for the possibilities, uh, not just for the Rockets, but for our our podcast specifically. So it's going to be fun. I mean, who knows? We might have a draft lottery party. We'll see how that goes. Um, we're definitely going to ask around and see if we can make it happen. And, But yeah, you know, this offseason is going to be very fun. There's a lot that's going to happen. Who knows, man? But the news don't, doesn't slow down here at the Summit. 
Let me tell you that. Yeah, and and from people that had, and if you're just following us like now, especially recently, especially just throughout this season, mm-hmm. um, this is where it gets fun for myself in the gym because we can really now now we can really because we're fans and we respect our past and we know our past and like we we have been lifelong rockets fans and the gm's like in his you know i don't want to age you but you're in your early 30s and i'm in my late 20s and uh, we've been rockets fans all our lives so this is kind of like where it gets fun for us Mm -hmm. because we can talk about like draft and stuff like that but then you know we like to talk about the past we can talk about different episodes we can get creative with our brains and kind of kind of put out some great great content for all of y'all listeners so like i said um at least one episode a week we will not stop there we will be mm-hmm. weekly with our episodes yeah um at least one a week so just you know stay keep keep with us there we'll we'll, we'll do our best to put on multiples per week and i know we probably most likely will but at least one per week so as long as you continue to follow us and uh hit the subscribe button we'll definitely uh, be putting out more content mm-hmm. uh, for all of y'all and like we said you know future guests are, are definitely already in mind first time guests returning guests mm-hmm. as well so that'll be a lot of fun um a lot of creative ideas i just hope that y'all are ready because it's gonna be a ton of fun of this off for this off season it's not just a draft and free agency to look forward to over here we got a lot more in store for y'all Absolutely. so gm uh let's get ready to go home here mm-hmm you hit him with you hit him with a little bit of the off season stuff. Hit him with the sign off one time. All right, well, guys, um, definitely shoot us a follow on our Twitter at Summit S O M Pod over there. Shoot us a follow, guys. Um, we're definitely trying to grow, and we're definitely interactive. You want to chat with us? We will always respond to you. Don't you worry about that. Um, follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod, where we post more stories. You know, we got a lot of posts over there. Um, we're, we're we're interactive on both platforms. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I have the same handle, JP underscore Mirabueno, M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. And remember to rate us five stars on Apple. Boom. Spotify, boom. Amazon, boom. boom. Uh, what? Good pods. What? I don't, I don't know the other podcast platforms. There was only Amazon four. Music. What? I already said that. Oh, Google. What? <laughs> Doesn't help if I say what. Doesn't if help only we were on YouTube. What? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? Thank you to our one, thank you to our lone subscriber um, that continues to follow our YouTube channel. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Good stuff as always, GM. Yeah, uh, give me a follow as well. Uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. at Summit Commish S U M M I T C O M M I S H, as I, we continue to put out the content, man, for y'all, uh, it's very humbling. Uh, we've been been giving a lot of love lately in regards to at least uh, at least our, through our podcast, and we just mm-hmm. really appreciate that. We just want to be a uh, woven into the fabric of the city, and we want to be the voice of the of the people of just your average everyday fans, <laughs> and we we're proud to know that we can do that mm-hmm. and knowing that we're no different from anybody else we're just two brothers that love to talk about the rockets and we've done this all our lives and you just put a mic in front of us and we go and that's pretty much been our mantra since day one and we continue mm-hmm. to do that till now so good stuff gm let's get ready to go home here on the sign off from me uh make sure that especially during this time you know the pandemic is definitely it's increasingly gone down thank goodness um, just make sure that in this day and age that you are taking care of yourself and most importantly that you are taking care of each other. Stay tuned as we go into this Houston Rockets off season as we continue to pump out content from us directly to your beautiful listening ears. 
Have a good rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see y'all real soon. Take care. He's on fire! The Summit for, 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 for Life.